Jay, good morning. Appreciate your time as always. Hey, pleasant good morning. Uh, Jay, United Airlines follows the lead of American Airlines and increases the check bags fees. What's going on with that? Well, airlines kind of play the, the kids' game of follow the leader. Mm. So when you've got American Airlines coming out saying, we're forced to raise bag fees by $5 because of rising fuel costs, other airlines are like, hmm, can they get away with it? Yes, here comes JetBlue. Now United saying the exact same thing. So, look, if they can make more money, they're going to do it. And if there's not, you know, revolts in the streets and they can pull it off, they're going to do it. And that's exactly what we've seen now that uh, we have three airlines and counting with raising uh, bag fees simply because the cost of fuel is going up. Of course, when the cost of fuel drops and we ask the airlines if they're going to discontinue those uh, raised bag fees that they had to increase because of fuel costs, that's when crickets come out and we hear nothing in return. It's like a temporary tax in Washington, D.C. No such thing. Those bag fees, once they're there, they're there to stay. Tell me about this plane that I saw that uh, it hits a runway light on takeoff and damages the aircraft and then had to make an emergency landing. A lot of questions here. This is an Air Serbia flight that was flying. Um, they were headed out. I think they were going towards uh, Dusseldorf when uh, the plane uh, hit antenna and some runway lights. And apparently what happened when this plane was leaving Belgrade, the jet was taxing out for takeoff. And as it turned, it, it took off on a much shorter runway. And the flight crew was notified by air traffic control, look, you're on a much shorter runway. You had like 4,300 feet of available uh, runway to take off. And this type of aircraft needs like 7,000 feet. And the crew said, no, 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 it, it's okay. It, we'll be able to do it. Well, then when they roll down the runway and they take off, they hit some of the runway lights and an antenna. And, I mean, severely created some damage. Uh, on that aircraft, and uh, when they took off, they had to turn around and come back and make an emergency landing, but they had to fly by the tower to make sure that the tower could see what kind of damage had been inflicted. But there's a, a lot of questions right now as far as why the crew did this, because they had 109 passengers on board this airplane. Mm. And when you've got uh, you know uh, flight crews that are making this kind of decision, uh, it was clear they simply didn't have enough room to take off, and I'm just glad we're talking about aircraft damage and not uh, something where, you know, you had the airplane crash with a loss of life because of this kind of decision, because it is crazy when you see the damage on this airplane. And it took them a little while to turn around and make that emergency landing, too, didn't it? It did. It took about an hour. And what happened was when the plane took off and they recognized that there was impact of some kind, they're, they're going to come back and land. But one of the things they can't do from inside the aircraft is to look at any of the, the damage that might be up on the outside. Uh, like if the landing gear components or something like that might have had some damage on the outside of the aircraft. So they'll come by and actually do a flyby of the tower working with air traffic control so the air traffic control can visually look at the aircraft to see what they're looking at as far as the damage that they can see. Then they communicate that to the flight crew that makes the decision what the next best course of action is going to be. If the same sort of thing happened, if you and I were flying an aircraft and we deployed the landing gear, and uh, the main gear under the wing drops, but the one in the, the, the nose wheel doesn't show a green or worse, totally locked. Uh, we, we may have heard it go down, but we don't know if it's locked in place or not. So we do a flyby of the tower to see if they could see if that landing gear has deployed at all, if it appears like it might be locked into place or only halfway down. So then that way the flight crew would be able to determine, you know, what's the best course of action to take given, you know, the knowledge that they have. What are our hub delays today, Jay? If you're flying, it's just going to be the, the West Coast, East Coast. We've got the New York airports as well as Los Angeles. 
Uh, they're going to be looking at some uh, weather-related delays that could approach an hour. Everything in between, though, should be a pretty good day to fly. And where can folks contact you if they've got issues with their airline? Oh, jratliff.com. It's my business website. Uh, I teach people how to day trade. But uh, it, believe me, if the airlines are not treating you well or there's a past or current problem, uh, reach out to me at jratliff.com, and as quickly as my schedule allows, I'll get back with you because I like holding the airlines accountable, and we do it all the time. Our aviation analyst, Jay Ratliff, joining us every Monday. Jay, appreciate the time. We'll talk next week. Looking forward to it. Thank you.